Have you tuned out of the human status quo? You might not be ready for what's to come. The verse says, seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. Yet people are still asking for food, asking for a job, asking for clothes, asking for money. And they are firm believers. They go to church every Sunday, yet they haven't implemented that that verse, like really meditate on it. What does it mean? Hypocrites. <laughs> That's all I can say. Welcome to Transfigured Universe, the community where we share a unique heavenly perspective on all areas of life. Tune in to the frequencies that have the power to transfigure your life. We chose a topic today and we called it God is not your sugar daddy. Exactly. So how did that come up already? I know we were like having conversations about certain things and then... I think I came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> what do we mean by that? God is not your sugar daddy. Yeah. So we are talking about people in general, but uh, what birthed that topic was also like the Christian community and the church because they have this attitude that God has to deliver everything, has to do everything for them. And there's that big sense of entitlement that these people have. So they don't want to up-level, they don't want to change, they don't want to become better, but they expect God to do things for them and to, to make their life easy, basically, while them not changing and not transforming. Of course, God answers prayers. He does. But it's like coming to God and praying and maybe seeing something change in your life. And then you see, oh, it works. Mm. It's like almost it works. That breaks my heart, you know, that people may even think, oh, it works. Prayer works and I can get whatever I want. And I should just go to God and pray. But sometimes I wonder, is your heart really in it? Why are you seeking all of these things? Especially when... God asks us to pray, but for the things that matter. Yeah, it's very funny because this is exactly it. So people would be praying about something to, to get something. And then when they actually get it, that's when they tell themselves that it works and they keep doing that thing. So as we said, prayer in itself is not really the problem. The problem is the, the posture of the heart when you are needy greedy as well and you don't want to change but you keep going to God for prayer and to get things and I think also like this entire idea of the sugar daddy or sugar mommy or whoever it's really like there is no relationship if you think about it there is never a genuine relationship with a sugar daddy or sugar mommy like it's all about profit it's all about taking advantage of each other like the, the person going to that sugar daddy is looking maybe, yeah, for things, for money, for that, this and that. And the sugar daddy is looking for whatever, like pleasures, sexuality or whatever it is. But it's not like a deep relationship based on love, appreciation, respect or a common vision or purpose. Yeah, in that case, the only purpose or common vision would be, yeah, to take advantage of each other. That's basically it. And obviously we know, like, if we would be in such a relationship, it can only last for so long until we are completely drained, unhappy, emotional, and all of these things that are, are not going to serve us. And we are going to feel used as well by the other person. It's really that vicious cycle, I, I would say. I think that people have this notion of God. You just explained like a one-sided relationship. Mm. And because people don't consider God, consider that 
he also has feelings or he really wants a relationship with you. So when your way of a relationship with him is all about going to him and asking him, it's like, oh, but you know, God doesn't have feelings. He, he's not human. He doesn't know, like, that's my God. He's there to, yeah, to get my needs done kind of feeling. And there's almost like no shame in that because God is wonderful. God is good and God will provide and God will come through and God will do this and that. But what are you truly doing for God? And it's not even about doing for God, but who are you being as a child of God? You know? Yeah, that's exactly it. So there is also where the, the appreciation is lacking. As you say, like it's a one-sided relationship where you just go to get and people don't realize it, but there's something like deeply wrong with it because mm-hmm. like it just feeds the ego. It feeds the greediness inside of you. It feels all these different things that, that are just not going to serve you in life. And again, you, you do that towards God. And then again, we talk about all people. Like it's when a human has a, a need and then they go to God whenever they are in trouble, whenever it doesn't work out, whenever they need money, whenever they need to get rid of someone or whenever like all these crazy things. So. That relationship, if we can even call it like that, is all based on problems. It's all based on I need something and then I go to you, you give it to me and then I go away doing the exact opposite of what I know is going to hurt you. Like Mm -hmm. when people don't respect themselves, they don't respect others, they do the wrong thing consciously. Like these are things that don't please God and we all know that. But these people do exactly that. You go to God, you ask for what you want, and then you go away with that thing, with your blessing or whatever, to do things that you know are are not right. And yeah, if it was to be in a relationship, like, I mean, it, it breaks someone's heart. Like, how long is that going to be sustainable? Like, it doesn't make sense at all. They expect God to answer all their prayers and all their needs. But when it comes to really being transformed and doing like what God calls them to do, then there's the excuse of, oh, but I'm only human. Oh, but my flesh is weak. And to me, that's just like crazy because who is the God that you're actually serving? Or why do you serve God? Is it really out of love? Love makes you really change. If you really understand the true meaning of love, it really makes you change. It really wants to make you become better and please the other person. It's more about giving than receiving in that case. Definitely, definitely. And uh, most of these people, it's just like, as we said, it's just about taking. And for people to really understand that we're not just talking about Christians here, it's really about every human that is in, in search of a higher power, higher being, that is in need, that is going through struggles in their life. And that's only when they turn towards God. We would see it with rich people when they have struggles, like they have um, made success for themselves. Or let's say when they start broken, poor, unknown and all of that, usually they hit rock bottom or that's where they start. And then they say, God, give me that idea. I need to make it in life. I need to be famous. I need to do this and that. And I promise I will be a better person, whatever. That's usually the the prayer that people do. God answers that prayer 
they come up with an idea, they come up with an opportunity, they make it work for themselves and they have success. It might be a relationship, it might be getting their health back, like being healed of something, it might be business success or whatever it is. Then once they have that success, and that's where exactly they go back to that life of before where they're consciously doing things that they know are not right. And because of that, because of breaking the universal laws and principles, they are taken away of these blessings. They find themselves at rock bottom again, where they might lose everything. And that's where they go back to God again. God, I'm about to lose everything. Please help me. Please do this. And that's just the, the cycle that they're in. So we talk about Christians, yes, but we also talk about every human that is caught up in, in that cycle. So God being a sugar daddy is about a human using God for their own needs. It just shows how far away people are from understanding God and what He really created you for and your purpose here on this earth. If it was only to get your needs and everything you want done, what's the point in all of that? Talking about Christians specifically for a moment, they just treat God as a as a Santa Claus, you know, big old man with a lot of gifts. And if you behave right, you're going to get your gifts. It's just that weird cycle, especially for Christians, because they believe in Jesus. They believe in the sacrifice. They believe in all of that. And they say Jesus is God. So if that's really the case and you know that your, your God suffered like that for you to be saved and they believe exactly that, that their God suffered and because of that suffering they got saved and you still treat God like that? How on earth or in heaven does that make sense? Mm. It just doesn't make sense. And this is like one of the big issues we have from a heavenly perspective with Christianity because that just tells me if I was going to suffer like that and people would treat me like that, it's just madness. Again, if we talk about it on a human level, you have a friend, that friend suffered for you, that friend sacrificed and all of that for you to have a better life. And then you do things to hurt that friend. How does that make sense? It's unacceptable, but yet this is what Christians do towards God all the time, consciously, and they're happy about it. There's nothing wrong about it. And it just co goes on and on. I think the longer you stay in that perception of God and that way of behaving towards God, the more you get lost in it. Mm. And the further you go into like losing yourself and continuously asking for the wrong things, you know, because it's always about things. It's always centered on oneself. It's always centered on, on your needs, but it's never like to really make a difference, to really change, to really, you know, be enlightened. What happens there? Why is it like it's so anchored in, in, in Christianity? Yeah, Christianity is really a, a particular breed, kind of. But in general, I would really say that it's also a state of maturity mm. because that's a behavior that we can see of kids, right? Kids, like, they don't consciously love their parents. Like, they are here, they have needs. When they are hungry, they want food. When they are thirsty, they want drink. When they want to play, they just come to you and demand of you to play with them, right? Mm. And at that state, you can somehow say, yeah, it's normal, it's kids, like they, they don't have a refined way of interacting with people. 
and, and, and so on and so forth. So that's how they behave. But when we talk about Christians, for example, or, or adult people, like they're adults, they have that consciousness. They know how it works. Because already, humanly speaking, they have had relationships with either parents, friends, siblings, where they had to adapt social circles. So you know that you can't just ask stuff of people and make it through life. You know that doesn't work. But with God, they somehow become kids again and think that now everything is permitted and I'm going to be forgiven for everything I'm doing. And so one part I would really say it's it's childish. It's it's a lack of maturity. And for the other part it's just blunt disrespect and lack of appreciation for God because you don't really believe what happened. As a Christian, if you say that I am saved because of the blood or the sacrifice, well, behold like that. Be grateful or do something and really have a genuine relationship with with God. So on one hand, it's really lack of maturity where people are just childish. They haven't grown. And on the other hand, for most that do it consciously, it's really just a lack of appreciation and disrespect there's nothing wrong in asking God to to help us in this life. We need help, right? It's more like, what's the fine line? We said before, it's like the posture of the heart and maturity, of course. I would say a relationship is dynamic. So obviously, in a relationship and it being dynamic, you have give and receive, you have give and take. So there is like a, a dynamic that is there that is also healthy. It's just that when you engage in it with only the take mindset or the receive mindset, this is where it becomes a problem. And again, we can talk about human relationships, but here we are talking about a, a relationship between a human being. And if people really understand that, yes, you're asking things of God, but if you're really talking to God, like, wouldn't you wonder what you actually mean? you're not necessarily thinking about what you need, uh, what's lacking, or what's the problem, but you, you go to God to actually ask what do I actually need. And then when you open that door by asking better questions or by start asking questions actually, you will have a whole different conversation with God mm -hmm. or inspirations or, or thoughts that will come. And most of the times God will actually direct you in a way where it's not about receiving material things in the first place, but it's about you being changed, you being transformed, because this is going to help you in everything with life. So again, it's a, it's a thing of immaturity because people just go to God, ask for something. And then people that are a little bit more conscious, they go to God to actually ask, what do I need? Do I need a thing? Do I need money? Do I need a relationship? Or do I need to work on myself? Do I need to improve areas of my life? Do I need to help someone in need? Like asking questions to God just opens the door for a, a conversation on a whole different level, which many don't do. They just go to God to get. They don't go to God to already figure out what's going on in the world. They just assume this is what I need. This is the problem I have. And they will go ask for that because they think this is going to help. But if they would go ask God what he thinks is actually going on, 
God and I have a different opinion or different answer. Thanks for being tuned in so far. We appreciate you are enjoying the frequencies. If you desire to go deeper and take your life to higher dimensions, tune up by joining the Transfigured community at transfigureduniverse.com. So by asking the right questions and by being less self-centered, that's where you actually mature and ask for the for better things. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, people will see when they go on this journey of asking better questions towards God, like it will help them in a big way because God actually knows what they need. And this is where they think that when God tells them, yeah, you have to work on patience or whatever it is, people might take it wrong, but by working on that, you will see that all the things that you thought you needed are going to take care of themselves because they can be taken care of by being a more patient person, for example, or whatever the topic or, or mm -hmm. area is. So that's also maturity in a, in a relationship when it's not all about asking for stuff, but it's about asking what I should do. And then when you grow out of that, you actually start asking, hey, what do you need? What can I do for you? Like most people never get to that state and it's just sad. Yeah. It's about really asking, okay, so how can I change within myself to make my life better and the life of those around me better? And then once I grow in these different areas, because there are so many areas as human beings, like you said, patience, but also to, to be more grateful, like there's so many things, to have peace, joy, all of these things. But then how can that change me? And then, yeah, it opens doors for me to then go and help other people. Definitely. Yeah. And as we said, sadly, most people never get to that stage because they're just caught up in what they need. So it's all about them. But people don't realize that God being divine and everything all powerful also has needs. Like when you look into spiritual books and sacred books like the Bible, for example, you see a God that is asking to collaborate with people, with the prophets of old, where he worked with a human being to fulfill his purposes for, for this earth or for a generation. So also God has needs. And it wouldn't have happened if these people or prophets wouldn't have agreed to that call. So God is also looking to accomplish certain things. And for this, he needs humans because humans are in charge of this planet to fulfill God's purposes. And it's an exciting life. And this is what people don't realize because they're just so self-absorbed. But if you would look at it from a heavenly perspective, like when you have matured and you are part of this heavenly kingdom and you can bring a heavenly influence wherever you you are, it's the most exciting life. And all of these things, like it is even written in the Bible where Jesus is asking his disciples or his audience to seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added. So that sugar daddy problem is 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 not really a problem because it's just that people are focusing on the wrong things. But if we would focus on God's needs, which is his kingdom, 
the expansion of his kingdom, then all these things that you think that you need are added to you. Yeah, it's not only being focused on the wrong things, but it's also not believing what you hear and what you read. Many times you read these verses or you talk about them in the churches, but how deep has it like impacted your heart or even just your understanding of what that means? I feel like sometimes, yeah, again, you just pick whatever pleases you and whatever makes you feel good. And again, it goes back to, like you said, the, 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 the verse that seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. Yet people are still asking for food, asking for a job, asking for clothes, asking for money, and they are firm believers. They go to church every Sunday, yet they haven't implemented that that verse, like really meditate on it. What does it mean? Hypocrites. <laughs> That's all I can say. They are just hypocrites. They they read a book they don't believe in. They quote it. They they have their affirmations, their prayers when they go to bed, when they wake up, all of that, meditations, but they don't actually believe it. And you can only see if someone believes something if they're actually living it in the day-to-day. That's like the ultimate proof that you can have. Like, as long as you talk about it, nothing is happening. You might sound fancy or whatever, but you're not going to fool us. Like, we want to see the fruits in your life. Is it actually the case? Yeah. If you are facing challenges, struggles, and all of that, like, do you stick with your beliefs or are you coping with whatever you're asked to do, uh, sacrificing your principles and values. I'm sorry, like these behaviors uh, weren't encouraged by by the Bible, for example. Like they say in face of persecutions, if that's going to happen, rejoice and stick to the truth and stick by your convictions and what you believe in. But how many are the people that really stick up for the, for their beliefs and, and values? Almost none. There's a lot to say about this <laughs> again, but I would just say that whatever people are praying for, there is someone out there that already has that thing. Money, it might be whatever it is. Like someone is already healthy, someone is already rich, someone is already married, and so on and so forth. And most of the times, these people are not so-called believers or they don't follow a spiritual path or whatever. They are just humans in the world hustling their life through and trying to make things work. So how come you as a, as a Christian are praying to your God for something that someone else got without all of what you are doing? So there are already like a lot of disconnects. Uh, that doesn't mean that you can't change things through prayer. But I would say ultimately prayer is like an emergency call that you do because you are in a critical urgent situation. You have your back towards the wall and you have no idea what to do. So that's why you cry out to God. Like it's like a cry out to, for help towards God. But if you would be wise and if you would study that thing that you actually want, like for everything in life there is principles that promote health. If you want to make money or be in a relationship, there are principles that attract someone, there are principles that keep someone, and so on and so forth. So from a heavenly perspective, what is really valuable to God is that the children of God 
increase in wisdom, increase in revelation, increase in understanding and knowledge to understand the world, to understand all these different areas of life. And when you have that knowledge, that understanding, you can become wise and actually get the things that you want and you are not dependent on prayers all the time. But I feel like if you talk to like the best Christian, the one who says he follows the word, prays like like uh, like no other, maybe that person could answer, well, why would I look at the people of the world to get what God can give me? Because it's like they don't want to follow these people that may, may be rich or successful or have health. They're not necessarily like Christians or people who believe in God. So as a Christian, maybe you would say, well, I can't look at the world to, to, to be inspired. So they, they lock themselves away from the world. These people are simply hypocrites and they are lying to themselves. Because mm -hmm. all these people, again, we talk about humans here. So at some point, if you don't wash yourself, you're going to stink. If you don't brush your teeth, it's, it's complicated, right? So why don't you pray to get washed? Why don't you pray to have good teeth? Why don't you pray to, to get your hair done? These things usually people don't pray. And the question is, wow, like if God is all-powerful, if God answers every prayer, never get showered and just pray to God for you to be ever clean. Something that people are saying, this guy is crazy, like just get a shower. And my entire point is that for some of the things that are part of human life, these prayer warriors to do them themselves. By simply doing them, I stink, I get a shower, period. I don't pray for it, I don't meditate, I don't fast for it, or all these crazy things. I simply do the thing that will get me, that's for cleanliness and all of that. But when it comes to money, for some reason they think that, oh, like, there is God. He answers all the prayers. I don't have to do anything. And money will just come like that. The question is, why do you make that difference? Like, if you can get money through prayer, you can get everything through prayer. So pray for everything then. If you're such a prayerful person, show me now how much you can pray. Pray for everything. It doesn't make sense. So people have to understand that the same way that it is normal and natural to, to shower yourself, to be clean, it should also be normal to apply other principles to get other things in life because this is how this life has been designed. Again, like we can also have numerous examples from the Bible. The first one was simply to cover everyone because every human can relate to that. Christian or not, this is for you. Now, people that believe in the Bible, you have the story of Solomon, for example. God gave him a blank check by telling him, ask me for anything you want and I will do it for you. What, does, what did he ask for? He asked for wisdom. If you're riches, I'm going to give you a long life. I'm going to establish your kingdom. You will be no, like no other king and all of that. So all these things are things that people desired that Solomon got as a bonus. But what preceded that was wisdom because Solomon asked for wisdom. So Solomon had known that wisdom to establish all the things that God was saying that he had. So it's not that God did all of these things for Solomon. God was just confirming, Solomon, since you asked for wisdom, and since I gave you that wisdom, you will be able to be the richest king that ever lived. You will be able to establish your kingdom, and so on and so forth. So prayer simply gave Solomon access to wisdom. 
and not to the ultimate thing itself. So you get things through wisdom. And then another example I, I can make to even go further back is Adam. Adam and Eve. Do we see them pray for anything? There is no prayer of Adam or Eve recorded in, in the book of Genesis. Why? So life was lived in a different way than praying for things and getting things and then losing these things and then praying again for these things. So they weren't praying, but their life was lived. So they, they were living in a certain way that, that made it work for them, which was not prayer. So there again, there is an option. There is a life beyond prayer. And then the last example I can give, because people say, oh yes, that was Solomon. Oh yes, it was in Genesis. But since the world is fallen now, we have to pray, we have to hustle and all of that. There is that verse in the book of uh, Isaiah 65. And the other day we, we looked into that as well where the prophet Isaiah is talking about the millennium. So a time in future when things are perfect, when the kingdom of uh, heaven or the kingdom of God is established on earth, where the lion and the lamb will eat together again and so on and so forth. And the, Isaiah is saying that in that day, people will reach out to God and God will reply to them before they have asked for anything or they will he will answer their prayer before they have finished praying or before they even pray, the thing is answered. And that's the minimum. So we're talking about the perfect thing, right? Beyond the fallen world and all of that. So in God's logic, so again, from a heavenly perspective, when things work out, people don't need to pray. When things work out, your lifestyle is lived in a way where you don't need to pray. You don't have these needs because God is 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 taking care of you. So what we encourage people to do here is simply to go back or go to go forward to that state where they can live beyond prayer and they can actually start respecting God and have a genuine relationship with God and not treat Him as a sugar daddy all, all the time. Yeah, I think the most important thing is to not only ask for wisdom, but also just to grow in the knowledge of God, who He is, so that you can understand what is the desire that God has for your life. And once you start understanding really who God is, what are God's desires and you start moving in that energy, that's when things start happening for you. And Jesus said, like, the Word became flesh and you speak as well because you were made in His image. You were made in the image of God. And so whatever you speak, whatever you, you say comes to life, whatever you desire, because you understand God's desires and you don't only just expect him to give you material things but you actually are like in this relationship where you seek to please him where you seek to to understand yourself and him better and yeah you walk i think a very light life and you don't need to like struggle and pray for all of these things that won't even at the end of the day fulfill your heart. This is exactly it. And it just breaks my heart to see this dynamic because they treat God as that being that is so far away, that doesn't care about anything, that you have to beg for everything. Like, it's not the case. Like, yes, maybe our earthly parents are not perfect and all of that, but if we are here, 
somewhere along the lines, someone took care of us. And that happened on earth. So we are all here. We are all adults now. So someone took care of us at our infancy stage without us having to work for it, actually. So if that's true on a purely human, physical level, how much more God that is a merciful king, that is the creator of everything and that cares and that is love. Like, it's just shocking to me that people would actually think that they have to fast and hustle and and pray and do all of these gymnastics to to get money. It's just silly. It's just silly. And again, like, I even see it through a lens where it's, it's even disrespectful because one, people don't have a genuine relationship with God. They just use God. And two, doing that actually implies that God doesn't know your needs and that God doesn't care. Because you think you have to hustle for God to do something for you. So it's actually not knowing God altogether. And I think once you switch that way of thinking and seeking God, you can only like grow and live a healthier relationship with God. It just makes more sense because some people pray and are in that struggle and it just doesn't seem to get better for them at some point, which is, again, very sad that there's a greater way out and a greater way to experience God. Definitely, definitely. At least for the people that are genuine about having a deeper relationship with God, a healthier relationship with God, and that also want to get to know God on, on a deeper level. Yeah, it's really about getting out of this this hustler mentality and seeing God as your Santa Claus or, or sugar daddy that is just here to fulfill your needs. And you have the openness to ask questions. All right, I think I need this. But God, what do you think? What do I actually need? And then see what happens and <laughs> come tell us what what your experiences were. Yeah, but we shouldn't forget because... I feel like sometimes you might ask, oh, yeah, God, what do you think? But you're still like inactive. You're just waiting for that answer. Sometimes you don't even hear it or you might hear it, but you're waiting for for him to do something, to do the action that you should actually do. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the main problem also within prayer. Definitely. People like the kind of answer they, they are waiting for is for God to do the thing that they are supposed to do. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So that was a good conversation. I think so too. And I really hope that people could like have some insights and start like asking questions and maybe question also themselves or how they have been living or approaching God. Again, we're talking about every human, like you're a human and you have cried out to the universe, to God, to the divine, to whoever it is, like you're concerned as well. Yeah, great. Stay tuned to the frequencies that have the power to transfigure your life by subscribing, liking, and sharing this transfigured frequency. You can find our video episodes on our YouTube channel, Transfigured Universe. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. If you desire to go deeper and take your life to higher dimensions, we invite you to join the Transfigured community at transfigureduniverse.com. Stay tuned.